Yeah, thank you for tuning in. It's more than a podcast. Inexhaustible episodes, God's vast. Glorify Him as we broadcast the Lord's grace and God's wrath. More serious than a bomb blast. Full disclosure inside the title. No surprises, simply put, guys with Bibles. Yeah. Just some regular reborn reformed cats If it's in the Bible then they're gonna speak on that Cause the scripture is the final word okay. Competing ideas quite absurd Of this you can be quite assured <laughs> yeah. We were lost in the darkness of night immersed in sin But then the, the light, light emerged. emerged It was the Son of God, divine Christ that shines light The word in Genesis that assigned life in hindsight And was revealed through the prophets and apostles We magnify and expound on the power of the gospel Yeah, yeah Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Guys with Bibles. I'm Scott. And I'm Lee. And we are back in Ephesians today. We are in chapter 4. I think we we left off on verse 13 from last time. Um, And we are going to go ahead and read from verse 13 all the way down into 16 today. So So we're going to definitely be jumping into that. But first off, hey, Lee, how has your week been? Oh, fantabulous, Scott. How's your week been? Dude, my week has been hot. It's probably <laughs> been 600 degrees in the factory, you know, right next yep. to this hot stamp press. I swear, I came home and got a shower, and I was more wet at work than I was when I got out of the shower. You know, it was, like, <laughs> terrible. I was like, this is this is disgusting. This is terrible. But, yeah. There are days I'm so thankful that i work in a very tightly uh climate controlled environment in the nursing home because i usually don't have to worry about being too hot oh yeah that's definitely got to be a plus but i've it's a plus i've been to like the nursing areas um like at green hills and some of the ladies have their rooms up to like 88 degrees (laughs) oh yeah sauna in there and you're like oh my goodness (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we have to go. We have to go through and turn them down because there's only a certain temperature range that you can have uh, rooms at. So there's a, a maximum temperature and a minimum temperature, and you have to stay between the two. So yeah, that's, oh yeah. If they if residents could, oof. they would be jacking those rooms up to ninety degrees. That's insane. <laughs> and still having three sweaters on. Oh my gosh! Special. That's awesome. It's a good crew. I would die. Definitely. Definitely die. My nose is sore from all this COVID testing. Oh, have you actually had to get tested all the time? Uh, Constantly, yep. Really? Every week, yep. No kidding, wow. Yep, yep. Have you had any positives or negatives? No, thank God, no. Obviously, Um, all negatives, so good. All negatives, and it needs to stay that way. But we actually have to get tested twice a week now because the county is one of those level three counties with a certain amount of positivity. And so um, everybody has to get tested twice a week. And it's it's really getting old. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. It's really really getting old. Hmm. So I need to be lifted up by reading some scripture with you. Absolutely. (laughs) That's what I need. Exactly. So if you would like to read verse 13 through 16, and then we love it. We shall begin. I love it. Okay. Ephesians 4, starting in verse 13. Um, 
I'm just going to do the tail end of of 12. Um, To the building up of the body of Christ, until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a mature man, to the measure of the stature which belongs to the fullness of Christ. As a result, we are no longer to be children, tossed here and there by waves, and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men, by craftiness and deceitful scheming. But speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in all aspects into him who is the head, even Christ, from whom the whole body, being fitted and held together by what every joint supplies, according to the proper working of each individual part, causes the growth of the body for the building up of itself in love. Here ends the preaching. Boom. So so throughout chapter 4, we have this... um, emphasis of the unity of the body and the spirit of uh, Christ throughout chapter 4 as we go through the first 16 verses. Um, So we have a lot of repetitive words that we see throughout chapter 4, 1 through 16, as such as like one body, one spirit Mm -hmm. of your calling, the called one hope, one Lord, one faith, one God and Father. Um, and then we also have Christ's um, time on earth, his incarnation, right? So we have him ascending and descending and becoming the lower parts of the earth um, to become man as as we see as we have seen it throughout the gospels um basic basically to give his life as a ransom but also to appoint his fellow apostles prophets evangelists pastors and teachers um equipping them for the work and service of building up the kingdom of christ um developing the body through the gospel by the unity of faith and the knowledge of God that would mature the man um, in the fullness of Christ. And we have this continuance all the way down into when we get into the next break in chapter 4 in verse 17 where it's the Christian walk um, in the newness of life um, Mm -hmm. from old self to new self. So as we as we walk down through this as we've read through verse 13 um, it says until we all attain to the unity of faith and the knowledge of the Son of God to a mature man to the measure of the stature which belongs to the fullness of Christ as a result we are no longer to be children tossed here and there by waves carried about by every wind and wave of doctrine and the trickery of men and the craftiness and deceitful scheming this is this is what we are facing here today in America um, by Western theology, by our adoption of the prosperity gospel. Um, we have continually been tossed to and from by different waves of doctrine um, and how, I don't know if you've ever heard this before, Lee, but have you ever heard that the Bible is to uh, progress with society? Oh um, with, yes, with the times and stuff like right. that. So that that is a belief system. That is that is a worldview that they believe the Bible should. That's uh, a religion in and of yeah, itself, really. It, it, exactly that it should 
develop as society develops for its um what do, what do they want to call it relativity you know rele- relevance, relevance of the yeah yeah so they want to keep it relevant and they want to take certain parts of scripture and and um uh, abrogate Re- them maybe it would be one way to describe it and ascribe sections to past culture that doesn't relate to us and therefore exactly um, isn't binding or is no longer relevant well you can't right. you can't do that because truth is still timeless outside of whatever the original context in which it was spoken or written so we can't just throw everything out because it came from a, a first century culture or early right you know it's still relevant even if the times are are radically different the times right. are different but humanity is no different and the sin human that nature is, is no different exactly with the sin of man is has not changed that's the most timeless and relevant thing since since <laughs> the, the beginning exactly exactly so <laughs> since the beginning since the first sin the sins have never changed <laughs> since that sin i mean it's all it's all the same same thing so, at bottom it just same thing just a way. different person making the same stupid mistake Hey man. And hey man. So so it's it's entertaining, but in a in a sense that they, uh, where, what was I gonna say? They, um, yeah, I have no idea. I don't even remember. Well, so it here's something. Me. Go ahead. Um, so you know we've been talking about unity for the past couple uh, studies in Ephesians four here, and I it is interesting because I've been thinking more about that word as we go on through the book and. You know, there's all these calls for unity in the church today, which is not a bad thing. You know, we are called to be unified, but it is interesting what people want to unify around. Um, Some segments of the church want to unify around politics. Some segments of the church want to unify around um, social projects and things like that, Um, outreach type things, you know, uh, prosperity or not prosperity gospel, um, social gospel kind of stuff. Um, And then other people just want to. Yeah, right, that kind of thing within from within the church. And then other people want to do this minimalistic thing. I don't know if you've... Um, I've heard some people talking about this. I'm sure you have too, about um, me, the kind of the mere Christianity movement, where in order to... Um, in order to promote unity, we basically boil down the, the entirety of Scripture down to the very bare essentials that we have to affirm in order to be Christian. And not worry about the other things, right? So that kind of um, destroys the idea of the um, of theological triage that um, Albert Moeller has talked about before. Where we we have different levels of importance in doctrine, core essential doctrines at the bottom. Then there's second and third levels of various importance, and um, they want to boil all that down to the very minimal grounding issues. Well. Right. That's a totally different kind of unity than Paul's talking about here, because we're having unity of the faith, of the knowledge of the Son of God, of a mature man. So that the unity that some people in the church would, would want to engage in would not be mature. In fact, it would be very much childlike, um, which is not a good thing in this scenario, um, that we're supposed to be moving on to maturity, I- increasing in the knowledge of Christ, um, and of the gospel. So we have to maintain unity, but this is a unity based on increasing knowledge, um, 
increasing maturity within the Christians, right. But right. within the right. church body. Um, we're unified in that, not in stripping away important things, but rather building on them into maturity. Boom. Dude, I like that. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. Nice, nice, nice. That's what's on my heart. That's what I feel. <laughs> it's on my heart. I'm just speaking my heart. Yeah, I really don't care what you feel. <laughs> Anyways, sorry, sorry. That was very arrogant. I'm going to draw the reins back. <laughs> well, and, and there's another thing on top of that where there's sort of an anti, um, anti-intellectual streak in the church. Um where if we talk about increasing in knowledge, well, knowledge puffs up. Um, right. N- well, knowledge, knowledge can puff up. That's true. You know, what we learn from Scripture in, in our studies in Scripture and in theology um, certainly goes into our head, and it needs to work its way to our heart. But that doesn't make learning and increasing in knowledge of God in His ways as He's described Himself in Scripture um, that's a good thing. Um, we can turn good things into bad things. In fact, sinful humanity is pretty good at that. Um, but that doesn't mean we don't attempt to learn and to increase in, in knowledge of the God that saved us. Right. That is a good thing. But yeah, we do have to guard to make sure that we don't turn our knowledge into something prideful. Exactly. That's hard. And as we get into verse 15 where it says, But speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in all aspects into him who is the head, even Christ, from whom the whole body, being fitted and held together by what every joint supplies, according to the proper working of each individual part, causes the growth of the body for the building up of itself in love. What is Paul saying here, Lee? that the readers need to really focus on. Yeah, I love this um, this scenario of the church as a body because we have Christ as our head, but we have to realize that we in the church, capital C Church, the universal church, are all joined together as joints in one body. So, um, and, and Paul uses the body metaphor elsewhere, but it's crucial that Christians are joined to the body. So this has to do with the local fellowship, uh, the local congregation of the church. Um, right. That we need to be speaking the truth in love. And as we are growing up, as we are growing up into Christ, as it says in 15, we are also being fitted and held together by what the other joints supply, as it says in 16. So it's, it's awesome. So, you know, we know that the human body is a unified unified thing you can't have a head by itself you can't have a right arm by itself you can't have a liver (laughs) by itself like all these things need to be attached to other things in order to function so yeah i know i know this is groundbreaking science this has now become a science podcast i'm going to go out on a limb and tell you that a liver just sitting (laughs) sitting there on the ground is not (laughs) functioning (laughs) And that's why like it, it's crucially important that Christians are connected, are members of, if we want to talk about members in where it says here what joints, you could also say members such as the members of a body, um, need to be members of 
the body of Christ visibly as well as universally um, by salvation and by by being in a local congregation. Exactly. So we don't forsake the meeting together because if we're forsaking the gathering of the church, we're depriving the body of whatever joint it is that you are. You know, God has called his church to be joined together, joined to him, joined to Christ as the head, and working together, um, living together as as a body. Um, right. I think it's a, a really powerful metaphor that really shows the importance of being part of the local church. So what, do, what would you say to somebody if they said to you, um, I don't need to go to church to believe in God? I'm sure you've heard this oh, many yeah. times before. Yeah. No, uh, I would <laughs> I would say, no, you don't have to go to church to believe in God, but if you believe in God, you're going to go to church. Right. Because <laughs> you're going to miss... Because you're going to miss, you're going to want that that nourishment that comes from sitting under the right teaching of the word, um, uh, sitting under the the ordinances rightly applied um, through communion, especially um, if your church does weekly communion, which I think is awesome, um, and the public reading of scripture and, and prayers and singing together. These are all beneficial things that the life of a Christian needs, along with the fellowship that comes with gathering. So, right. yes, if you believe in God, you will go to church. A good church. Uh, now, if, if the only church in your area is Andy Stanley's church, then I would say, um, yeah, you don't have to go to that church. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please, stay home. Because there's a lot of churches that call themselves churches these days that don't actually act the way the church has been called to act or assemble right. or be organized um, that that call themselves a church but actually are in violation of what God has called the church to be. Right. So yeah, exactly. you don't have an obligation to go to that church. You need to find you, a good church that is taking this. Yeah, takes scripture seriously, operates itself according to the edicts of scripture, and join that church. Boom. It's awesome. That's that's my hot take. Does that is does that line up with what you think, Scott? Yeah, that's that's kind of what I was gonna say. Right in a nutshell. I was really curious on what you thought about it. Um, I, and it, I just don't understand where the idea of the lone wolf Christian out there on their own, not part of a church, not worshiping together with a local congregation not really even considering the fact that they are part of a, a, a capital C church, the Church Universal. Um, yeah. It's sad. It's sad to me. It, it really is. And I don't really understand why, why we have to disassociate ourselves in that situation. But it seems like... You know, so much of what, what Paul writes about it in his letters have to do with what the church does together. Right. It's so funny how people can can take these things to mean that you can hang out there all on your own, maybe go to church every once in a while if you want to, but um, <laughs> but so much of the New Testament is about what Christians are to be doing together in that context. Right. It's un- To me, it seems unavoidable if you're reading it properly, I guess. Right. But yeah, I'm, I'm sad. I'm sad about that for a lot of folks. And yeah. even the folks that have churches that have shut down completely during the uh, pandemic, it's really shown yeah. the people that that even the the pastors in 
elders or whatever weird designations some churches give their leadership, but how little, how how small they they consider the the gathering of of the people of God in their congregation right. to just call off services for the whole rest of 2020 and maybe we'll open up again in 2021. It's so, so sad. So opposite of what we've been called to do. It right. just makes me plain sad, Scott. Sad. And, and what I found interesting here lately, we've, uh, we've actually been experiencing um, newer church members from other churches. And, and it's not that they're... Mm-hmm just coming to join our church they're they're just coming in to enjoy worship together as as believers you're open exactly because we're open and they're not committing to our church specifically um as going to be regular attendees they're they're waiting for their church to open so that they can go back and worship with their fellow believers um and brothers and sisters in christ that they have fellowshiped and um, helped sharpen each other together for some time now, but mm-hmm. they are actually able to come within the walls of another church and actually enjoy fellowship with other believers that are outside of their normal congregation, which is which is really nice within the community of it's, it's of a awesome. small community. So I think that's very important that even though COVID is going on right now and your church may be just limiting their uh, services to maybe an outside service to where you don't really feel like going to an outside service or you actually want to be within a, a building and enjoy the fellowship of other human beings. And sing within, together. How radical. Yeah, with, exactly. With, within close proximity then, then I, I would suggest to go and find a church and visit and just enjoy new people, get to know new people and believers in Christ. And I think that'd be very beneficial because you have to realize the church is not built within those four walls. Mm-hmm. Um, the, church is, the church is you, and, and you're to go out and be the church, you know, be the body of Christ. Um, you're you're part of the members of the body, so go out, enjoy other members of the body, you know, and fellowship with them as well. I mean, it's we can it's it's okay. You're not you're not sinning against your church family by going and visiting <laughs> other churches. So, uh, uh, so okay, I, I so think a that's couple important. It is important. Uh, that reminded me of a couple things. One of them is a probably a non sequitur, and you can throw stones at me if you want. Um, I w- but I was listening, first thing, I was listening to the Christian History Almanac, and uh-huh. uh, they did a special episode today because it was the the podversary <laughs> of the show, and uh, right. they were, uh, Dan Van Voris, the, the host, was talking uh, about, you know, his, his passion for teaching people about the church universal, and about how the church you sit in is not even 1% of the, of the total church that has ever existed and that's that's crazy to think about that most of the christians all the christians i know and me together don't even comprise one percent of god's people over time in the whole redemptive history and that is so humbling exactly and and it's just funny that we we contain ourselves within our our own church 
and we never venture out to fellowship with other believers only on like events and <laughs> it's just yeah it's just it, it kind of cracks me up because you feel like you have to stay at your church and just fellowship with those people but the church is so much bigger than just that little congregation mm-hmm. so well and we have little times where the church really does band together and i think well i think back as you know the day we're recording this september 11th obviously is a day that sticks out in all of our minds and i remember i mean i was i was only a kid when that happened but i i distinctly remember how in the days and weeks after the uh, terrorist attack how churches were getting together all the time churches that would never have gotten together for anything um talking about prayer or, or holding combined services or things like that and and really showing some serious unity in a time of really great tragedy um right and people needed that you know and a lot of people were stopping into churches who never would have darkened the door before because you know the the self-reliance that you feel when things are going well got stripped away from them and i think a similar thing's happening now on a different scale on a different level with the pandemic but people people are definitely scared out there or angry um and are in 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 different ways realizing they're not their own god or maybe remembering it again um and looking looking for a savior and i think the gospel shines really bright uh when you're in dark times like we're in now and and we're 19 years ago which sounds crazy for me to say but um right the gospel i mean the gospel is always needed but sometimes that that bright jewel of the gospel shines especially bright against the the black <laughs> backdrop of of hard times but um, i've been thinking about that lately well, I, I agree. I totally agree, especially being September 11th right now. Um, this is where the church could have banded together a lot stronger than, I mean, we've had 19 years mm-hmm. of it. So um, I think there are things we could have done differently and definitely improved upon. Um, but I don't think we learned our learned the lesson. It's um, a hard as lesson. It is, as it is seen in society as we're living it out today. Um, sin's not what what's what's entertain. What's funny is, and it's it's sad, but um, people are are worried that the world is getting worse. And my my comment to them is, no, the world's not getting worse. Sin is just now openly accepted. You know, to the point of we no, we no longer want to hide it behind closed doors anymore now it's now we're just going to bring it out and it's going to be openly done just like in Sodom and Gomorrah where it was done out in the streets and where people could see and people were coming into like a people's national homes pastime. yes and it's and it's 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 developing into this so i i'm just telling everyone this is this is not anything new and this is not that it's getting worse right. It's right. just openly happening without anyone caring that it's happening, and I think we're. And it's an open invitation re- for for the for uh, combating that with the truth. Right, right, and I, and I think we're seeing a lot of this happen more openly now, mm-hmm. um, because we have been so um, passive 
in mm-hmm. our past um, to allow, and the and the voice of the church has been um, very passive, um, very and passive. be and outspeaking against the politics and the government. I mean, we haven't, we have not been voicing our opinions or our our beliefs or standing our ground in our beliefs. We've been allowing people to change and revitalize our beliefs for ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I think the church is finally seeing the the actual pandemic. COVID's not the pandemic. Um, <laughs> COVID is right. a false pandemic. Sin in society that is openly displayed, that is the true pandemic here in the United States. Really deadly. Really deadly. So I think one uh, out of one sinners (laughs) will will die in their sin. Literally. If they're not literally. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. ahead. Well, that applies to uh, what Paul says in verse 14 about. warning people, warning the church to not be tossed around by waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine. Because I think we could go back and look, just let's look at even at American Christianity, and there has been a drift, um, a, a, I think a relatively constant drift, especially in, in this century, um, and maybe even in, in the past century as well, a drift in a dangerous direction doctrinally in the church in different ways. Uh, so there, I think there have been a lot of winds and waves that have carried the church in a direction where, uh, where they've lost the moorings. Um, they don't know what the grounds of Christianity is, what the grounds of um, their belief of what salvation is, what Christ has done. Um, if the church hasn't been properly catechized in those essential truths, we are going to lose. Um, we're going to lose ground in the culture because we're going to cease to have the power of the gospel if we no longer believe it or understand it. And the church will not be um, an effective uh, witness of the kingdom of God on earth as we've been called to be if we don't. If we're not built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, like uh, right. like Paul said earlier, and if we're not if we're not building our house on that rock, then we should expect things to kind of fall down around us. And I think that's exactly. what we're seeing. Yeah. So by God's grace, He's making these things come out in the open to wake wake up the church to recover the gospel, a, perhaps a new reformation kind of a thing. <laughs> You know, rediscovering the Reformation and the essential doctrines of the church and combat the evil in our culture. Right, and unfortunately, I'm in full agreement that we need another Reformation. And it's not a Reformation um, that I think is going to be any more violent, but I I have a feeling the church is definitely going to face a lot of persecution in this Reformation. Um, simply because it needs to be refined by fire. And unfortunately, the only way that the church is going to change is if it is purified. And that's going to be, it's going to be tough. It's going to be uncomfortable. Yeah. But, so Lee, I think uh, we're going to go ahead and close this out for today and then we'll jump in the bright and cheery episode hadn't it yes yes sorry everybody but um yeah 
So we'll look forward to talking to you again next week. And uh, we'll go over verse 17 through 32. I doubt we get that far. But um, Lee, where can they find us? I'm so glad you asked. You can find us on our website, guyswithbibles.com. Uh, that's where the blogs are, which I have been slacking on my blog lately. I need to I need to get back into that. Um, and you can also listen to uh, audio of our past episodes as well as current episodes on there. But you really should just go to the podcatcher of your choice. Use your free will to, to choose a podcatcher. And subscribe, <laughs> <laughs> subscribe to Guys with Bibles there. Um, but you should also check us out on social media. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the handle at Guys with Bibles. You can go on Facebook and like our page and also uh, request to join our Facebook group. And you can also email us directly at guyswbibles at gmail.com. Please feel free to send us any feedback about what we've said or if you have questions for us or suggestions of stuff you'd like us to talk about. We'll take it all. We've gotten some really good feedback lately and have some interesting plans about how we're going to address some of the uh, questions we've been sent. So uh, yeah, yeah, I'm excited about that. I'd love to be able to do some Q&A type stuff. So maybe we can get that rolling. That'd be awesome. Um, so yeah, email us. Uh, we have open DMs in Twitter. I, I watch that like a hawk. And then we're, all, we're on Facebook too. So get in touch. Tell us what you think. And um, we hope Tell that's a blessing. Tell us we suck. <laughs> or that too, you know, whatever, whatever you're feeling. Be authentic, hashtag authentic. Um, you should also check our show notes uh, and follow the link to the Bar Network website because we are proudly part of the Bar Network of podcasts. And there's lots of podcasts done by some great brothers and sisters that you really should also subscribe to in the podcatcher of your choice. So um, um, go there, check it out. You will not regret it. You will thank us. And we would love it if you did thank us. Boom. And we are guys with Bibles, and we're out. We'll talk to you and see you next time. Later. Maybe you want us a podcast. Ah. <sighs>